Welcome back to the Asian Sensations Podcast. This is Megan. And this is Sherm the Crazy Asian. And today's topic is going to be on side hustles and what it means in today's world and how it can benefit you and just our thoughts. But first, let's hear a word from one of our sponsors. All right, so we want to talk a little bit about um, the gig economy. So like side gig, I think a lot of times people hear about this and they think either one, I don't know how I would do it or I don't know why I would do that. Like I'm too good to have a side hustle. Yeah, I think too many people think (laughs) that side hustles are, I mean, if you think about like back in the old days, like holding multiple jobs made you seem like unstable or you didn't have a quote unquote real career. Yeah. Um, but nowadays, I mean, I don't know too many people that don't have multiple streams of income. And that's how I view it. I yeah. view it as multiple streams of income, not that I'm unstable because I've had I've held a full time career the last five years. But, you know, in the last two, two or three of those mm-hmm. um, of those five, I've done something on the side. Yeah. So why don't you tell some of the people that don't know, or where were some of the side hustles that you have done in the last five years? So um, full-time recruiter, and yep. so that's, that's the main, main gig out of college. Yep. So that was a full gig out of college, um, full career. Um, the things that I've done on the side, first one I did was start my own wedding coordinating um, business. Did it more freelance mm-hmm. uh, more than anything, just so that I didn't have to be super committed um, to, to being like a full-time job. So how did that start first? Because I think a lot of times oh, people hear about that yeah. and they're like, oh, how did Megan get involved with wedding planning, right? And yeah. Yeah. Um, so what really happened was I knew I loved event planning as as a hobby. Yeah. When I was 16, I planned my own sweet 16. Um, awesome. Down to like how I actually plan it now when I plan corporate events or um, or weddings was I had a little manila folder, had a layout of the venue, which was just this little community center in my little little tiny hometown. Um, for some reason, I had the, somebody gave me the floor plan, and I was like, perfect. Had the floor plan, like, cut out pictures of, like, the theme I wanted, like, what I wanted This is 16 like. years old. Yes. Okay. 15, technically, because I wasn't wow. 16 yet. Um, but, yeah, and so I cut them all out, knew what I wanted, even when I had, I did like a photo shoot for it, had, I knew I wanted it to be like a Vegas club, whatever I, whatever a 16 year old thinks Vegas is like. Um, so but I had like, and gambling. Um, yeah, so I had like this like Vegas club theme or this this club theme. And so my invitations were back in the day, mm-hmm. back in like the 2000s, yeah. early 2000s. Um, the heyday of, of the early of the century. <laughs> they had, um, people would do, Flyers. I mm-hmm. don't really do it that much now because everything's so social media driven. Yeah. But, you know, if you ever get those little flyers, you know, double-sided ones, and they put you put on your windshield, all of that. Yes. So I had that. Okay. Um, and that was, you know, it was called a black and white affair. Um, wow. I had a guest list. I had a dress code. Um, that wow, told, you really, you got a lot of details down. I should have told everybody what type of person <laughs> I am and that I'm very particular. Yeah, yeah, yeah. About, and I like control. Um, so I did that. And then, yeah, like, I mean, I, like, planned it all out. And so yep. I knew I always liked it. Um, in college, I dabbled a little bit in thinking about doing it as a full-time role. Oh, really? In okay. my sorority, I yeah. was um, nominated social chair. Okay. Which is funny, because I actually wanted to be standards. And so what standards <laughs> is, that's that person that's telling you, like, hey, you're not dressed appropriately or, like, you're not doing enough attendance. That was yeah. me wanting to just be, like, 
the ruler <laughs> without being president. Yeah. Um, but then the whole chapter was like, no, you're going to be social chair. You're really good at it. And I was like, oh, I guess. Um, so, yeah. So planning events again planning in events, college. Again okay. in college. Um, and then, yeah. So fast forward. Um, it was like 2016. And yeah. I like was at my um, boyfriend at the time, his brother's wedding, and they didn't have a coordinator. And I was asked if I could go help decorate. And I just kept getting asked by every single person if I was the wedding coordinator. Yeah. And I was like, huh, maybe I could do this. There's, there's, there's opportunity here. Okay. Yeah. And then so we just went from there. I found a mentor. She helped me. I did some assisting for her. Um, and then she didn't want to hand over her business, right. which is totally understandable. Yeah. It's like her baby. Um, I wouldn't hand over mine either. Mm-hmm. And so I started my own. Okay. Um, and did that for about... Really, truly did it for about like a year, yeah, um, a year and a half. But I am a person that once I've accomplished something and I know that I've done it, I get bored and I want to move on. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of why I ended um, doing weddings this year. So let's go down to that small, small little movement from hobby to actually asking for money. Mm-hmm. So you actually did some with with actual full time, uh, you know, wedding planner. That was her job, yep. right? Yep. And then so when you first got a gig, how did you know what to charge or get paid well luckily she was able to kind of help me okay. um, it was just kind of like market research right you know yeah. you, you know what what your market looks like what is the average pricing you know and then you kind of evaluate your your expertise are you there yet should you increase um so i had an increase between between my first year and my second year yep um or like my first couple of months to like into my next one because I knew you then find your own value um, and you know what you're worth and how much time it really takes yeah. because at first I was really undercharging like I had at one point I was gonna like just charge somebody like four hundred dollars oh, I wow. could not even imagine at this point doing a wedding and just doing day of coordinating for a measly four hundred dollars because the amount of stress that you yep. have and the amount of planning, it's just, you know, you need to really be paid your worth. Yeah, and, it's, and then there's a lot of time that goes involved Yeah, just to be able to get it all done. Yeah, but I think you have to, regardless of whatever um, industry or, mm-hmm. or business you decide you want to start, if that is your idea of starting a side hustle is starting your own, mm-hmm. um, is knowing market price. Like, yep. for example, my, um, I get my eyelashes done, um, eyelash extensions, love her. Um, and she started that um, as a side hustle and actually was able to quit her full-time job to do that full-time. Okay. Um, so it was like, you know, same sort of thing. She, she knew what she needed to charge mm-hmm. to get started. Yep. And then as she built clientele, she increased her price. Um, And that's just based off of um, supplies and manual labor because it's very tedious work. Um, And so, you know, it's it's, again, you you have to know that you have to start somewhere Mm -hmm. and you can't start off getting paid like, you know, the big the big companies, the big boys. Um, But again, also knowing that you can't undermine yourself either. Yeah. So when you started wedding planning, did you think that, hey, I'm going to do this as a, I wanted to take over my, and be a full-time gig? I did at first. Okay. I thought I did. Um, but then, you know, once you're in it, I now could see why people in the wedding coordinating industry or wedding planning industry typically 
are they're burnt out after like at max like eight ten years okay um and it's just because think about it all weddings typically on the weekends if yes. you're doing this full time your weekends are booked mm -hmm. and then if you're trying to raise a family or have a life of your own um it's really hard yeah you know i mean i've had weddings where i'm i'm there 7 a.m to 1 a.m yeah you know and that's a long day and you know, luckily for me, it's just me, mm -hmm. but I couldn't imagine what it would be if I had children, mm -hmm. even if I had like a dog, yep. you know, a pet, yep. just thinking about you're gone for that long, um, you're missing out on a lot. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Luckily, I didn't ever have a wedding that ran over or, or coincided with something that was like a family event or anything like that. I've had it to where like sometimes we're like friends, birthdays, like I'd have to miss or something. But yeah. just for me, work-life balance is such a huge thing. Um, and I want to live my life and not be on my deathbed. Yeah. Um, like, oh God, wow, I spent so much time. Um, but Should have worked more. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? Um, so, so yeah, so that's, it, it's at first I wanted it to be full-time, but then after that I realized it was just a good um, little side, side hustle, side job. And that's fascinating, I think, a lot of times is that people, they start this side hustle thinking that they might want it to take over and be a full-time gig. Yeah. But when you get into it, you realize, this kind of sucks, right? Like like Uber sounds like a lot of fun. Being a masseuse sounds like a lot of fun. But then you realize, oh my gosh, I massage like 10 people a day, and they're not hot, sexy people. They're gross, <laughs> hairy backs, right? Zits and acne all over the place, right? Uber isn't isn't all the fun people after after clubbing. Yeah. It's the drunk dudes yeah. um, that are throwing throw up car. in your car, right? I and, am, and, have been there. And so I think sometimes we, we, we have a go at these side hustles and realize very quickly that's all it's going to be, right? Like uh, I, I do have a friend that she uh, sells a lot of um, throw pillows and blankets on Etsy and makes mm. like 30-some thousand bucks, has a couple part-time employees that helps her do all the sewing. Um, and that was just something that just evolved. Yeah. It was a, it was, she was a full-time mom, mm -hmm. a little daughter at home, and so it was just a way that she could do a little bit something while, the, while her daughter was just in the, the early months of sta stages. And not, not every woman's like that, right? So, so yeah. depending on your child, depending on you and how you recover. Um, but for her, she just recovered very quickly, and so she wanted to do something while she was at home with her daughter. And... Um, and so she's able to squeeze some of this in and then all of a sudden it just started to evolve more and more orders came through as yep. she posted more on, on, on Etsy and, and Pinterest and next thing you know, it just, it just started really taking over. And so I, I don't think for, there's anything wrong with walking away. Yeah. And I think that that was something that I had to, to really come to terms with. Um, it was a little bit, and I think, you know, I'm kind of feeling that like, if we're being real candid, I kind of felt the the repercussions of dropping one of my side hustles. Mm -hmm. um, not monetarily, but I think just personally. Um, I was just in this weird, rocky stage of mm -hmm. like, was that the best decision to stop that? You know, and you were kind of overcoming that mental battle of like you're quitting. Yes. You know, um, where I think for me... You know, because I also do network marketing. Mm -hmm. um, so I do social selling as well. Um, and that kind of is um, when I was doing all three. So I was full-time recruiting. I was being, doing wedding coordinating. And I was doing network marketing. It, it just was really kind of overwhelming and yeah. um, a lot. And so, you know, that was just my decision was to cut off the wedding coordinating because that was the most time-consuming of all of them. Yeah. Um, you know, again, I don't, I, I can't say that I'll never pick it up again, but you know, that is something that you have to, if you are that type of person that is very hard on yourself, 
Mm -hmm. uh, more than anybody else like I am. Um, It's kind of a little hump you have to get over is that, you know, not everything that comes into your life is meant to stay. Um, And that it's okay to let things go, like letting a side hustle go, letting a passion project go once it's served its purpose. Yeah. Um, So, you know, I kind of relate that to anything in life. You know, same thing with like relationships. Mm -hmm. We're not going to get into that today. But, you know, kind of the same concept, right? You know, people are meant to be in your lives for certain reasons. And then they just, when they've served their purpose, you know, it's it's okay to let some people out of your life. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So, same thing with that. Um, But I think... Something that a lot of people kind of have, just to kind of go back to that like negative connotation of having um, multiple jobs or anything, I just feel like nowadays everything is viewed more positively mm-hmm. in that it's, mul- it's more viewed as multiple streams of income. Yes. To where you don't have to rely on your full-time role um, if, you know, I mean, layoffs happen all of the time. Yes. Companies downsize, they remove positions because there's no need anymore. Um, so I think it's it's super smart um, to have multiple streams of income, whatever that means for you. Mm-hmm. And I think to, to your point, there, there is a lot more positive light on people having these side hustles. Hey, you know, I Airbnb'd my house. I think yep. 30 years ago, people would be like, you did what? That's crazy. Like, why would you let some stranger live in your house while you're out on vacation and you charge them money? But yet... With if the, let's say a sporting event, we're totally fine with that, right? Like, oh yeah, that's totally what you should do if you're, you know, the Olympics come through. You should let people stay at your house and yep. and charge them a, an arm and a leg to stay there. Um, so it, it's interesting, just because you almost had like this um, hypocritical stance of like it's good for one side, but it's not good for the other. And you're right. I think what this a lot of times I think sometimes people that have side hustles mm-hmm. are almost seen as like, oh well, you're spreading yourself too thin, or um, you know, that's. Maybe you're not going to be very committed to your job. It just shows me that you're you're a hard worker. Yeah. Like, like who who decides to just keep working on their downtime? Yeah. Very few people. Because that's really what you're doing. I mean, when I first started my wedding coordinating business, it was I would work, you know, 830 to 5, and then I would come home and work from, you know, okay, we're going to count for like, you know, traffic because it's Houston. Yep. Um, get home, you know, and I'd start from, you know, I'd give myself like 30 minutes to kind of decompress, but from 6 to 11, I was working on timelines. I was sending out emails, coordinating all of the vendors, especially if it was the week of the wedding. I mean, mm-hmm. you just had to make it work. Um, and yeah. that's what I think is most important for people to understand is like, it's, yes, it's a side hustle, but you still, I mean, it's called, hus- it's a hustle for a reason. Yeah. You know, I mean, they're called side hustles for a reason. You have to hustle for things to work. You know, and I think that's where a lot of people um, get kind of turned away from a lot of things is that they don't want to work, mm-hmm. which is fine. I mean, if you're satisfied with your nine to five and you want to cut it off at five and not think about anything until 9 a.m. the next day, then totally. Um, but, you know, I think that that's another thing if you kind of look at both sides, right? I feel like a lot of people that are those in that side hustle um, world bash people that don't have side hustles and people that aren't in that side hustle world bash people that have side hustles where in reality, like, just let people live. Let people do what they want to do. Yeah, absolutely. It's not affecting you. Right, and and if if someone wants to pull an extra thousand bucks on the weekend, let them do it, right? It would be no different if you're, like, really down with clubbing or DJing and so you have a full-time gig, and so on the weekends you decide to go DJ for the weekend. Yeah, or you bartend, What's wrong with that? Yeah, or like, 
whatever it is. I mean, I one time had an Uber driver. Um, he was the manager of a Chick-fil-A. Mm-hmm. But he Ubered on the weekends. Ubered at night. Um, and I didn't think, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. He makes really great money um, being a manager of a chi- of a very busy Chick-fil-A. It actually yeah. used to be by our old office. Um, and I knew him, <laughs> which yeah. was weird. That's how I, you know I love Chick-fil-A. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I mean, that's where I think a lot of people nowadays, or maybe it's, I think it's like, generationally yes is the biggest thing right so baby boomer is a not a, like older gen xers kind of view it negatively like yep. what is this you know why are y'all doing side hustles you should be so committed to your full-time role that you don't need you know but in reality working a full-time role does take a lot of time mm-hmm. you know it's a lot of tenure it's a lot of years dedicated to to increase your income and I saw something the other day that the, it's like very hard for people to afford like a two bedroom like apartment in any, any county yeah. um, without with with just one stream of income. Mm-hmm. And that's so, a really good point. Yeah, and and that's where like it doesn't need to be like any money, over zero is good money, right? So whether oh, you're yeah. going, whether you're going to like um the. You know, like, a, what's it called? Like an estate sale or garage sales. And you're finding different things that you could then sell on Facebook Marketplace or you can sell on eBay. Yeah. Basically, the arbitrage of buying it low and selling it high. So that's the old retail space, right? Yeah. Um, there's nothing wrong with that. And and so anyone that doesn't do it, don't judge somebody just because they are doing it. Yeah. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I mean, I told my sons literally to go to school, the lost and found. And grab a bunch of Under Armour and Nike. This is this 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 year, by the way. And, <laughs> and then and then we'll post it on Facebook Marketplace. Now, um, is we that did, like legal? Totally like, was. So they talked. The lost and found. Yeah. So they, oh. they talked to the teachers first, oh, okay. and the administrators, because they're going to throw it out that week. And so they're like, "Hey, well, don't get throw, oh. throw it out to Goodwill." Oh yeah, they're going to throw it yeah. out. Yeah. So so of course, <laughs> anyone that's listening to this, make sure that you're not just stealing stuff from the lost and found. Yeah. <laughs> ask first. <laughs> um, so they definitely ask first. And, and, and then it's just a way to be able to earn income. The other one is um, at Sam's Club Costco's. If you go to like the, the candy section, mm. the snack section, those things are actually priced for resale. Mm-hmm. So they're actually for vendors. They're for small businesses. They can buy those pa- you know, small packets of popcorn or chips, uh, gum, and they're actually packaged for resale. And so um, we had buying some uh, some Slim Jims, these mini ones. Yep. And my sons, they they sold some. Oh, nice. And and so it's just a way for them to be able to just get out of their comfort zone, yep. sell it to their friends, make a little bit of cabbage. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that. It doesn't mean that they were hard up for cash. Yeah. Um, but if they wanted to buy something of their own, then they could. They'd have their own money to do so. And I think the same thing works here. And like the the side side hustle, what if like your Uber covered the cost of your cell phone or covered the cost of your car payment? Like. Yeah. What's there's nothing wrong with it. I think it's I, I I salute somebody that decides to do that. Yeah, and that's just the easiest way, you know. I I feel like a lot of people that I know that do some sort of side hustle, they typically pick it up to cover something else, right? A car yeah. note, um, rent. Maybe they just want to pay for a trip, mm-hmm. you know. And and I just don't see anything wrong with that. Um, and I think more people should do it. Yeah. Um, and, especially and, if they're hard up on cash, man. Yeah, if and it, there's so many tight. things that you can do. You know, it's you could mow lawns, you could nanny, you could do whatever um, as as a side hustle. But you know, I think nowadays, um, I think millennials are the biggest in side hustles. Yeah. Um, and having multiple streams of income, um, and and it's no longer again viewed negatively. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think 
there's still that I don't know. I still think that there are some millennials that are like, nope, I don't want to do anything outside of like my full-time role, mm-hmm. which, again, totally fine. Yeah, their choice. Um, the, the, the interesting thing about it when it comes to multiple streams of income is that it gives you another opportunity just to earn more. Oh, whether, yeah. whether, whether you want to save that money, whether you want to spend that money, you want to go on vacations, whatever you can do with that money is your choice. And so I think sometimes we have a tendency to get employed at, at somewhere, mm-hmm. and they pay us a salary, and then we wait for a promotion. Yep. Like we're literally waiting for someone else to be in control of our income, and we're okay with that. Yeah. Where for me, the side hustle gives that person the opportunity that says, hey, I'm worth more than the 3% you're going to give me next year. Yep. I want to earn more now. Exactly. And you can, you know, you can increase your, your income just by working harder when it comes to side hustles because mm-hmm. most of the time it's side hustles are going to be something, whether it's network marketing, whether it's you, you know, doing wedding coordinating, eyelash extensions, Ubering, you know, that's all things that are driven by you. You know, you're being compensated for your work. Um, and that's the way, you know, you can increase it, you can decrease it. Um, and, and it works, you can make it work with your schedule. Most, most side hustles are designed to make it work with your schedule. Of course, depending on what it is, right? Yeah. But, you know, you allow it to to work with your schedule, which I think is why I kind of scaled back on wedding coordinating was, or why I stopped it was because I was working on other people's time. Mm. You know, when you really think about it. And, yes. Um, that, that to me wasn't, I didn't need another stream of income where I was working on somebody else's time. Yeah. You know, where I could, um, I wanted something to be a little bit more easy, a little bit more fluid with my lifestyle um, and be able to, like for me, I really believe in monetizing your phone, monetizing yeah. what you do on your cell phone. Um, and, and that's what um, my network marketing allows me to do. Um, but I think the number one thing, which I've talked about before, like on an Instagram TV, was sometimes when you're in a side hustle, a lot of people like view it or paint it as like, this is to replace mm-hmm. your full-time income, which also comes off bad, right? You know, mm-hmm. like you can't approach somebody and say, hey, do you want to join my side hustle? Whatever that side hustle may be. Maybe I was looking for an assistant um, for my wedding coordinating. Maybe I wanted somebody to join my team on my network marketing. But you can't tee it up that way if that's not what somebody wants. Um, yeah. And I, I think so many people do that, which then feels that negativity mm-hmm. um, around side hustles. It's like, look, I'm not trying to have this be my full-time income. Yeah. So... Yeah. It's a really good point, and I know you as a recruiter, it's a common question that you ask people, what do they want? Yep. Right? So before you even start talking about the company and what we do and what we believe in, it's, hey, why don't you, why don't you first tell me what you want to do when it comes to your career and your job, yeah. right? And and so it's interesting. So you, you kind of hit some different points here where it's people can do a side hustle because they love it, right? They mm-hmm. notice that they have a skill set at a very young age that they can organize things or, or whatever that skill set might be. Um, or it can be for another income. Yep. Um, I know somebody that uh, it, it was, as you kind of alluded to before, a passion project. Yep. And so she was passionate about singing. Hmm. And so she was about 55 and for since she was 21 has been singing in various cover bands in the summertime. So she'll the, almost every other weekend is booked in the summer where she's going and singing at some festival. Uh, this is up back in Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Um, but and, and making some a little bit of cabbage, a little, little bit of dough. So her full time job, she was an administrative assistant um, at a at a construction firm and had been there for for several years. But then every summer she would be singing on Saturdays and Sundays, um, and just absolutely loved it. She would go see 
all over Wisconsin and Minnesota to all these different festivals, and she loved to sing. I mean, it was she didn't she didn't need to be the Beatles or you yep. know Beyonce and have her own albums. But yeah. it's something that she just loved doing. She loved singing, just what she grew up doing, and um, has, has just stuck with her for almost you know over thirty years. Yeah. And and then it so it was just something that she was super passionate about. And I think that's another thing, I think is a benefit outside of just. You know, if you're not a person that's that's fueled by by money, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you're not a person that sees green all of the time. I think side hustles also allow for a lot of personal development because I see so many. I mean, think about all the people that literally just they're drained by their full time job, or they, you know, they they go through life just working. You know, they don't. They don't learn more about themselves. They don't grow over time. But I think side hustles help you. They keep your, you, like if it's a passion project, they keep you more alive because it's your passion, right? You know, for example, I'm sure she did, you know, being an administrative assistant wasn't the most rewarding mm-hmm. thing in the world, but her passion of singing fueled, you know, that, that little, um, space in her heart that mm-hmm. you know made her happy yep. um and so i think that that's like one thing is you know you you gain confidence um you know because you know that you can you can do things if you put your mind to it you can you can achieve it yeah you know and so i think that that was like me with wedding coordinating i was like look wow i can actually do it you know and i got referrals and people wanted to work with me and I got praise for it, you know, and I'm sure same thing, you know, people told her she was a great singer mm-hmm. and, you know, wanted to hire her for other events. Yes. And so that's like keeping you happy and keeping you alive. Yep. Um, so I think that there's that. And then, you know, just the different things that it instills in you, like um, confidence and joy and maybe you're learning more about yourself when it comes to just your personality, you know, like I know that I don't like to be in this type of you know, work because I don't like to be at the command of other people or, you know, I know that I don't like sales because I tried to side hustle and it wasn't for me, but it's helping you find these things and getting you out of your comfort zone. Yeah. That's a really good point. Because some people, they don't want to climb a corporate ladder. Yep. And and for her, her case, she didn't want to. Like there was, there was no desire for her to like get more education or to, you know, uh, do a different role. She just liked the idea that her Monday to Friday was an eight to five gig and it let her, let her, you know, interact with people in a professional setting. She really liked what she did and organizing and keeping things on point and welcoming new people to, to the space. But then on the weekends, that's where she could have her creativity fulfilled. Yep. To, to your point. Yep. And so she didn't, um, you know, she was confident. She did love that we should go back to different venues or different festivals and people remembered her. Or they yep. were requested by that festival that, hey, you've been requested to come back. Um, and so she, she loved that aspect of it. But not everybody's driven by their ego. Not everybody's driven by money. Mm-hmm. And not everybody's driven by something that's so passionate you know, like I'll go back to my friend that was, um, you know, running the Etsy store. Mm-hmm. She's not super passionate about throw pillows and blankets. <laughs> it just was something that she was what? good at. She she was good at like home ec, right? The old the old the, the old shop. Do they the old still song. have home ec? Uh, they did, and uh, she was from like uh, Nebraska, so I guess they do up there. <laughs> That's such a Midwest thing, right? Yeah. Is to, but I don't know. We, we want full skills when it comes to our people. <laughs> <laughs> I think I had home ec. I mean, I know I had home ec. 
Yeah. That's where I learned to make pumpkin bread. I sort of, I, I thought it was throw a pillow. I don't know if kids these days have home ed class. No, not unless I think you go to like a special school. Like I know oh. here in Houston, there's some schools that have culinary school. So, oh, yeah. so for now it has to have like purpose. It's not for well-roundedness, Megan. You oh. got to have, you got a career, you got to career this thing, that's right? A whole another podcast yeah, that we can is. talk about. But <laughs> so, so that's where like I, um, I was just reading, um, I had my own website, Sherman.com, back in the day. And so I still get emails from GoDaddy. Because um, that's where that's, yep. that was the, who yeah. I used to get it. And they were just literally talking about side hustles and how to pick it. And where to, the, the easiest thing I'd say for anybody that's like, oh, I should do a side hustle. If you think that you should do one, then you should. Then you should. <laughs> and then the other thing is there's no right one for one person, right? Exactly. Like, like you might love Monet in regards to network marketing. And somebody else might love cruise planning and somebody else might love you know new skin that's totally fine like i'm not gonna poo poo on somebody just because they're passionate about one thing over the other right Mm -hmm. um what's that it works it's like a little drink or whatever right like people drink or consume whatever is exciting to to them yeah like you have to find a side hustle that speaks to you You shouldn't just join one for the sake of joining one yeah you know that's what i always like or what's hot like i saw that that was one of the articles like how to pick the hot um side hustle and I'm like yeah, number one if, if you're trying to pick the hot side hustle it's it's already done it's gone yeah. it's not even hot anymore because it's gonna get cold n- somebody's writing an article on it that means it's already been hot yeah yeah and I think that that's the thing is you know there is no right side hustle like I have a friend where she blogs you know she does blogging on um like chiropractic and and kind of just like physical wellness and whatnot and I edit it for her you know so that's like you know, again, I don't ask for money, but, you know, that's that's another thing, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and she's gotten sponsorships out of it. She's gotten, you know, to to model for a, I'm not going to say the name, but like mm-hmm. a nice little... Um, like magazine? No, no, no. Um, what are those things? Scrubs. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, so cool, like a nice, cool. a cool little scrub yeah. uh, company, um, a, ni- a, a big one. Um, she got to model for it. And so, you know, it's... That's the other thing. Side hustles open so many more doors that you would have never experienced if you didn't step out of your comfort zone because it's going to lead you to other things. And again, that kind of goes back to one side hustle is not the end all be all. Yes. Um, and no, there's no right side hustle. You know, any side hustle, I think whatever speaks to you is going to be the best thing. Yep. Start one, end one, have fun with it, change it up, mix it around, make income. Yeah, I mean, if you, I mean, not so, everything. Again, like there's a difference between income. like side hustles and passion projects. But I mean, nowadays you can pretty much monetize anything, mm-hmm. um, and that's and most of the monetization is through either like like sponsorships. Yep. Um, and influencing, like a lot of people make a full time income being influencers on social media. Yeah. Because companies are paying them to to pump out content. Yep. And um, that's that's another form of a side hustle. Yeah. It's nothing different than a it's nothing nothing different than a TV show, that uh, I know that there's product placement right. So I remember I was just recently watching the TV show Chuck, and then there's a spot where they start they you're obviously getting sponsored by Subway because almost every episode they're talking how they're feeding in. Oh, I love this Subway sandwich. You know, don't don't <laughs> don't, don't, don't don't bother my day until I've had my Subway sandwich. Right. So we totally get used to seeing it in media. All that you because of the world, we're able to just pull down to the average human being. And I also think that's another like thing that, like I don't understand. Somebody talked about this the other day. Um, that is in the same network marketing as I am, and celebrities do the exact same thing mm-hmm. that people are doing nowadays. It's just that 
they're celebrities, so we think it's okay. Yeah. You know, so you want to like bash us, like you want to bash your your hometown like friend for for whatever side hustle they've decided to create, whether that's you know like selling something on Etsy, using their their silhouette machine or their Cricut to like make um, monograms or whatever it is, but you know, your favorite blogger, your favorite Kardashian decides to do it and you're all for it. Yeah. You know, and it's just, that's just kind of the funny thing about it is like, I understand why just because a celebrity makes a billion dollars that, that makes it okay for them to do social selling and advertisement and whatnot. But because your friend makes $30,000, you don't want to support that. Yeah. No, support your friends. Let them do what they want. Support small businesses. (laughs) All right, well, top of the hour. That's all we got, everybody. But feel free if you want to email us at theasiansensations at gmail.com. Yes. Right? So that's what we think we got it. I think that's it. Um, okay. It's in the, it's good. It'll be in the description. We're still. <laughs> yeah. Um, or if you're using the Anchor app, feel free to just to use the messaging f- function of the Anchor app and you can message us directly here and we'd love to be able to hear your thoughts and comments. Yeah, so and- comments, uh, rate us if you whatever platform you are listening on allows you to rate us preferably five stars um and subscribe and we will catch you guys in two weeks because next week both of us are out on vacation um and so every friday we pump out a new episode so um we won't be here next friday but catch us the following friday peace out everybody have a good one